Welcome to another episode of Knowledge with Homage. Got a very special guest on today, Christian Coffins, who I go back with now, I guess a couple years now. Yeah, um, same he, place. Yeah, he runs darkdocs.com. He's a musician as well with the Sacred Owls and uh, a, a great researcher and, and great dude. So uh, thanks for thanks for coming on, Christian. Thanks for your kind words and uh, right back at you, man. And I'm glad I met you. Uh, it was fun being on the road with how crazy it was and all the mishaps and stuff but that's the way it, that's the way it goes man when you yeah. when you try to do these kinds of things it's always some kind of weird adventure you know and the people we met and i mean you just got like a small glimpse like all of our tours are pretty much like that it's always <laughs> some weird obstacle adventure and um you know, it's it's exhausting, but definitely worth it. I look back very fondly on all of it. <laughs> definitely, man. Yeah, it was a good experience. So just so you guys know, me and uh, me and Christian. I'm sorry. What's your girlfriend's name again? Ariel. Ariel. Damn it, dude. I can't believe I forgot her name. Uh, yeah, we went on tour together. We went from here to Georgia. Uh, played a bunch of shows and stuff. It was crazy, man. It's a whole other thing, though. But today we're going to talk about what you've been up to and uh tell why don't you tell me what you were just talking about too with the comic book and uh the stuff you're working on with that the crowley guy yeah uh so we uh launched coffins comics back in 2017 and uh tales of terror is a is a, a horror anthology of uh small short horror stories um and it comes with a cd since we play music and we were working with a lot of musicians that uh they they wrote horror songs uh, songs with like a, a kind of scary story within the lyrics and uh we worked with illustrators and um, i illustrated all of our stuff and some of the other musicians uh hired illustrators and uh, we put together a horror comic book kind of like Tales from the Crypt, but this uh, you can listen while you read. Uh, it's all in kind of chronological order. And we did another one in 2019, uh, Sacred Owls stuff. Um, I I had an uh, ongoing theme related to uh, Conspiracy of Silence, the uh, unfinished documentary from the Discovery Channel about the Franklin scandal or Franklin cover-up, the book written by John DeCamp about the um, satanic ritual abuse and human trafficking of children um, from Boys Town, Nebraska, all the way to uh, Las Vegas. It involved Hunter S. Thompson, David Rockefeller, the Bohemian Grove, and uh, a lot of key members of uh, the Republican Party at the time, some Democrats, but mostly Republicans, back in the 80s and 90s. Uh, Lawrence King, uh, he ran the Franklin Credit Union, and was kind of the architect of the human smuggling operation, satanic rituals involving children, murders, uh, decapitations. Uh, it goes yeah. on and on. It's a very rowdy book. We have it at darkdocs.com. Um, and what many, was that uh, called? Uh, the book is called The Franklin Cover-Up okay. by nice. John DeCamp. And uh, John DeCamp was a lawyer and uh, also... Um, I think a member of the Nebraska legislature at the time when he was investigating all of this and he uh, in, he was in uh, the documentary Conspiracy of Silence, which was never officially released. 
Um, it was leaked by someone at the Discovery Channel back in 1994. Uh, and then when Google Video came out back in, uh, I think, at like 98, 99, whenever that was, um, they uploaded it there. And it went. It was like one of the first viral, you know, kind of videos. And it's very creepy pasta because um, there's a lot of missing scenes and uh, just the subject matter is very gruesome. Interviews with uh, some of the victims, like Troy Boner, Alicia Owens, uh, Paul Benassi, telling their stories. And after this came out, um, a lot of them disappeared. Uh, Alicia Owens died in a plane crash. Uh, it just goes on and on. Uh, and now, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, John DeCamp finally passed away. We were trying to get an interview with him, but his health was declining over the past years and stuff. And, you know, he was not able to be heard from. Uh, Paul Benassi, he's, he's probably in witness protection. He's disappeared somewhere. Uh, Lawrence King is actually working in D.C., and uh, he got arrested, uh, indicted for a lot of this stuff, served some jail time, and he was back out back in the uh, the late 90s, early 2000s, and now he's back uh, politicking uh, with uh, with the Republican Party. Uh, so it just goes to show how like these people, they get slaps on the wrist, they make deals, but because of their political connections, they're able to continue on when people like... Uh, Edward Snowden and um, uh, Julian Assange and things like that, uh, just for simply uh, exercising their well, First Amendment for Edward Snowden uh, and uh, just you know trying to expose corruption, uh, they've been uh, really nailed for for yeah. these kinds of things. So, yeah. um, you know these these people's uh, stories need to be heard. Uh, so that's why we thought it was important to. Uh, try to uh, bring it into a media that was a bit more interesting to some people than, uh, you know, if they're, if you're not going to read the Franklin cover up or, you know, you know, things like that, uh, or watch an unfinished, very, you know, gritty documentary. Um, it, it might be good for a newer generation to like read it in comic book form, listen to a song about it. And then that might build intrigue for them to dig further. And it's been pretty successful in that regard. A lot of people that, um, we've, uh, showed it to, they just, you know, were blown away. I've never heard of this. And so it, I think it's important for us to find new media and I think you're doing a great job like, you know, with uh, your music and stuff where these are, are, are concepts and ideas that if you hear Alex Jones saying it or, or David Icke, you're probably going to tune out if you've been programmed by the mainstream media. Um, but if like someone young like you is making a rap song about it and it sounds good, um, it's I mean, that's. You know, that's real information warfare, uh, playing it over and over again, Operation Mockingbird. Like, these things work uh, yeah. as far as, uh, you know, counter-propaganda that we have to manifest as the people in order to educate our, you know, fellow citizens about these kinds of things in an uh, entertaining way, I suppose. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to do it. You know, it's, uh, it kind of slips in under the radar in, in that way. So you've been doing this for a long time as far as trying to get, like you said, it's an information war and just trying to get people to absorb certain information because if they knew this stuff, maybe they would act differently and things would be different. But there's right. just a, a monopoly, like the propaganda, the, 
especially with COVID, this shit's been crazy lately. But why yeah. don't you talk about? Um, I know you got this thing where you do like truth bombing. You said, and I know you were doing something with like uh, playing documentaries, like on the side of uh, the road or like with a projector and all that. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, after um, you know, COVID happened and pandemic came out and got censored on the internet. And then with the um, the 2020 election and how they were censoring everybody that was a witness of voter fraud and election fraud on higher levels, uh, they were censoring people that were in the military uh, that are specialized in information warfare, uh, hackers that work for the for the Pentagon and State Department that uh, actually have taken apart the uh, Dominion voting systems software and uh, i mean this goes way back to uh, hbo came out with the documentary uh hacking democracy that we have at dark ducks um it was uh, i think that came out after the um after the george w bush versus al gore election in i think 2004 um and there was voter fraud here in florida so hbo came out with that documentary then so this has been going on with uh, hacking voting systems uh, and it's by design so that they can flip votes algorithmically and do all these things. And again, it happened uh, in 2020. And uh, so after all that happened, uh, I thought it was important uh, to kind of do some guerrilla art. And so we did get projectors and, and we have the big owl speaker PA system and yeah. we were projecting uh, Films like Plandemic and uh, the Biden's Chinese Secrets, Riding the Dragon, and all these things uh, on the sides of, of, of buildings. And we, we were able to get away with it for a couple weeks. Uh, yeah. And then eventually the cops were like, you can play audio as loud as you want, and that's fine. You can hold up signs, but motion picture on the side of a highway, it, it's a distraction. And... Um, and I was like, really? So I went to city council meetings and um, apparently even billboards that are animated, they can only move one for like one still image every, I think, 15, 20 seconds. Like there's actual FCC regulations in place mm -hmm. about that. So um, which is unfortunate because the concept of drive by movies, I mean, you have like just a constant stream of, of eyeballs yeah, but I get it. You know, I'm not trying to get anyone into an accident. And some people did slow down. A lot of people were like honking and support, and it was a very positive thing overall. Um, but uh, and now actually, our pro projector uh, is finally uh, not turning on <laughs> anymore. I've taken oh, it apart right. several times, and it, I mean, it's really uh, served its purpose. Uh, uh, I need to get a new one. But um, yeah, projecting th things onto surfaces is definitely. Um, a very um, 21st century way of, uh, of of fighting the info war, and I really enjoy it. I think it's very poetic in that way, and um, I plan on continuing to do it, just not on the side of the road. Maybe more like uh, you know, empty parking lots and things like that, or on the sides of buildings in downtown, not necessarily facing the road, but maybe where there's more foot traffic and, and the cops are okay with that. Because, you know, we're, we're trying to do everything in a safe and law-abiding way. You know, we're not like the left and Antifa and all these people that 
you know, that they want to burn things down and, and disrupt society. I want society to continue nice and smooth. Uh, I just want to expose the corruption so that way we can be even smoother with good elected officials doing their jobs and full transparency in government. Uh, and it's, uh, it's going to take a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it is, man. And, and you're out there doing the work. You, you do the work. That's for sure. That's cool. I always admired that, like, uh, being able to go out there and, you know, a lot of people will say, like, uh, people are too brainwashed or they're just sheep or whatever, but it's like, I mean, people are people, and uh, it just, you never know what might be that trigger that that can make someone start to know what's up, you know? So it's worth right. doing, and that's cool. Not many people are willing to do that, especially and just be different and put yourself out there and shit, and that's cool. I admire that. So uh, you're you're in the band Sacred Owls, and uh, that name comes from the Bohemian Grove, right? Yes, uh, we our logo, in fact, is the Bohemian Groves logo crossed out, uh, kind of a la Bad Religion, with their logo is a cross crossed out. Uh, and uh, growing up, I I really uh, was influenced by that band and. The way they took very academic uh, concepts and very, um, I guess, esoteric and occult uh, knowledge that other punk bands were talking about uh, for the most part and uh, doing it in a way to kind of educate a younger audience. Uh, of course, Greg Graffin uh, from Bad Religion, he's a uh, philosophy professor at Yale University which, of course, is where Skull and Bones is. Uh, so um, I've always been kind of dubious about uh, their actual goals. Um, but still, growing up, you know, they're, they're better than no effects. You know, so I really uh, enjoyed yeah, that. Ass, uh, and a lot of those songs like Inner Logic and stuff we've used in the opening of Dark Docs Digest. And uh, there is some really good positive messages about free humanity over the years and especially in the trump era it seems that like they took the blue pill and they didn't get that like trump was something different uh you know i've i, I always tell everybody like you know i'm not a republican i'm not a conservative i've always voted third party my voting record is always like green party independent libertarian uh, i supported cynthia mckinney when she was running for the green party back in 08 and uh you know me and Ralph Nader don't agree on a lot of things, but uh, I like how he, uh, you know, kind of campaigned uh, to expose corruption over the years. And uh, so I didn't vote for Trump in 2016. I voted for Jill Stein just as a throwaway because wasn't going to vote for Hillary. And I didn't trust Trump, didn't know enough about him. Um, but I watched him very closely as I've watched every president uh, and cabinet and and their policies and i really i mean compared to every other president we've had i, I have very few complaints uh one of them is the bump stock ban he you know he he tends and like covid and operation warp speed he tends to cower he tries to uh, uh he tries to please everybody and you can't you have to kind of stick to your guns and he would do that a lot um but um yeah, it was a tangent. Anyways, back to <laughs> Sacred Owls. Uh, so, yeah, of yeah, course, so uh, the Owl it? of Bohemia uh, what is, is Bohemian uh, Grove? The, yeah, the 40-foot statue of the Owl at Bohemian Grove. And 
Um, it's on their crest, weaving spiders come not here, uh, because they don't, you know, they are a secret society. They don't want you to uh, engage, in, like they call it, consider it weaving uh, to try to do business dealings and things like that. But it's a total farce because uh, they launched the Manhattan Project at Bohemian Grove at the Lakeside Talks. Um, and uh, a lot of big events in American history, if you read the secret annals that have been leaked by members and uh, by the uh, the sons and daughters of, of members that sell them on, on eBay and Amazon, we've uh, collected as a group, Resist the Grove and Dark Ducks, quite a collection of the annals over the years and, uh, you know, ripped them to pdf and have them available and if you really read these things they're very interesting there's a a lot of um a, a lot of uh kind of philosophy and poetry and things and um so it's kind of very flowery at first but once you under start to understand all of the occult meanings and symbols that that they're talking about uh it it's a very elaborate tapestry of control and destruction and this is a modern day death cult uh that's why i'm sorry why don't you why don't you explain to someone who's never heard of bohemian grove what it is where it came from and how it ties in with with this control system group illuminati group whatever you want to call it sure uh yeah there's a lot of you know misconceptions of course because of uh, disinformation campaigns by the establishment by mainstream media which is getting their talking points from the CIA, which was launched from Skull and Bones. If you watch the film uh, The Good Shepherd with Matt Damon, um, and there's a lot of truth uh, in that film about the founding of the CIA, Skull and Bones, these uh, secret societies based on uh, Druidic orders, German uh, groves, German death cults, uh, the worship of Baal uh, and uh, Minerva, Actually, the owl uh, in Egypt was considered the owl of Minerva uh, or owl of Alexa uh, over the, you know, just like Jesus and like the concept of a son being brought from the dead, you know, three days later being risen, that story coming up again and again in history. A lot of these uh, deities and uh, rituals have been kind of regurgitated in different incarnations over the millennia. Uh, but Bohemian Grove uh, is in Northern California in Monte Rio uh, County, Sonoma County in Monte Rio, yeah. and uh, it is a six thousand plus uh, redwood grove, a huge redwood trees out there, and uh, they were founded in the late eighteen hundreds uh, by artists and poets and kind of beatnik types. Uh, back then but uh in i'd say the 1920s 1930s more and more you would have elected officials politicians uh people in the media uh that started to take the grove over and that's when it became kind of more of a neoconservative political corporate oligarchy kind of uh crew um and they uh, have their openings. It's an all-male uh, encampment uh, where they have uh, different uh, kind of private festivals 
different times of the year. The big one is midsummer, the second week of July, and the opening ceremony is the cremation of care, where uh, they all dress up in robes. They bring over a bound body in effigy. It's supposed to be a fake dead body. Some people say it's actually a real body. Um, we have no actual evidence of that, but there are photos of the bound body that they bring across the lake. Uh, you have death bringing it over on the boat, and they do a big production. The voice of the owl is actually a pre-recorded voice of Walter Cronkite. He, uh, <laughs> uh, back, back when he was around, he recorded the voice of the owl. And uh, the concept of the cremation of care is that they they burn the effigy of the child, dull care. And it is a child uh, anatomically. It's always a very small, bound human body. And uh, they burn care. Uh, in order for them to rid themselves of a conscience. Uh, in this big opening ceremony, after the, the body burns up, they have a big fireworks show. Uh, they have their own fire department. Uh, we have uh, photos of their fire trucks with the Bohemian Grove owl on the side of it. And the police department and everything in Monterey. It brings in a lot of money because yeah. you have uh, thousands of uh, you know millionaires, billionaires, everyone from the Bushes, uh, Clinton, Nixon, uh, Reagan, uh, it goes on and on. Pretty much every president. Uh, we don't have any ev evidence that Obama officially went um, or Biden uh, yet. Uh, and Trump definitely not because he, he, he wasn't in those circles. He's not one of these old time politicians. He's He came more from Wall Street. And there are some Wall Street moguls and things, but you have people like Henry Kissinger uh, and a lot of uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski, founder of the Trilateral Commission, and a lot of yeah. big uh, key figures in uh, the New World Order, as it were, in, in global governance, uh, the Council on Foreign Relations, the Club of Rome, and all these big roundtable groups. Uh, the, uh, a lot of Bilderbergers go to Bohemian Grove. Mm -hmm. So this is definitely a bunch of... Uh, heavy hitters, influencers, uh, and uh, people that make policy uh, worldwide that go to this thing. And aside from just the ritual, then the two-week encampment involves uh, busing in male prostitutes. Uh, yeah, the so are they, all, I'm sorry? are they all uh, homosexual in that group, would you say? And do they all worship like that ancient religion of, that revolves around Moloch, that, the owl effigy? Would you say they're all really into that, or it's more of a networking event um, for rich people, or is it both? I'd say like all secret societies and really all aspects of humanity in general, it's very nuanced. Um, you have different camps with different hierarchies within the Bohemian Grove. Like, for example, um, George Herbert Walker Bush and George W. Bush, they are part of the hillbilly camp, which uh, is mostly Texans. Uh, and uh, they have uh, secret names like George W. Bush is uh, Little Boots, named after Caligula Caesar, which uh, we talked about in the last um, in the last Dark Docs Digest, um, a film made by Gore Vidal in Penthouse back in the 70s, starring uh, Malcolm McDowell from A Clockwork Orange, uh, discusses uh, how you know the fall of Rome. And how it was in involving Egyptian uh, death cults and, and things like that. Uh, George Herbert Walker Bush was Magog, uh, a demon uh, uh, referenced in the Bible. And so 
that camp and some of the other uh, camps are a bit more, uh, you know, coming from Skull and Bones, Skull and Bones coming from Operation Paperclip, Nazi, SS, occults, Luciferianism, and, uh, you know, different kinds of Druidic uh, death cults, death rites. Um, and then that goes all the way back to 1776, Order of the Illuminati, uh, Freemasonry, and things like that. So, of course, it gets very convoluted. So I, I would never say everyone at the Bohemian Grove is a pedophile. Everyone at the Bohemian Grove worships Satan. Everyone at the Bohemian Grove, uh, because that's you know, th there's just no way. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a lot of interviews with, for example, Harry Shear from Spinal Tap. Uh, He's one of the voices in, uh, in uh, The Simpsons. Um, he stars in a bunch of the films like A Mighty Wind, Best in Show. And uh, him and, um, and some of the other guys from Spinal Tap, they made a film called Teddy Bear's Picnic, which is based on the Bohemian Grove. They worship a pelican instead of an owl. Uh, they're sacrificing time instead of care. We have it at darkdocs.com. Uh, it's... It was never officially released, it seems, either. Um, I'm not sure how I got the DVD. And then I, I mean, I, I got it from Amazon, but like it, it, it just all of a sudden appeared on Amazon, only a couple copies of it, like a decade later. Wow. So I immediately snagged it up and watched it. And it's a crazy film. Uh, Star Spinning Casts, huh? Is it funny? It. It, it tries to be funny. It, it's it's <laughs> almost like American Pie. You know, like, yeah, is American yeah. Pie funny? Not really. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of pathetic yeah. and sophomoric. Um, and I think that's what they were going for. They were trying to make something that would be a lighthearted, oh, it's no big deal kind of thing. Mm. Uh, and I think it was never actually released because, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a total flop. And, I mean, it has all these stars in it it's it's very odd that this thing was never actually released but it makes sense uh it just seems like something that they they were attempting to do something and it, it just didn't really add up or uh, i don't know exactly maybe they were just told like this can't come out i don't know you know uh, it's, it's a very odd chapter in all of this uh definitely worth watching though um i'd say it's more interesting and compelling than funny uh, because you can kind of look through what they're trying to do um, and trying to ridicule. It's, it's a disinformation campaign. Yeah. And, of course, the cornerstone of the whole uh, story is that two of the employees have footage of the ritual and they're trying to give it to the news to blow the whole thing wide open. So clearly it's a commentary. on, And it's great, too, because... They have shirts with, like, the pelican crossed out and protesters at the gates. So that's clearly Resist yeah. the Grove and all, of, and all of us that have been doing that over the years. Uh, and then the people trying to leak the footage, clearly that's Alex Jones mm -hmm. uh, and what he did back in uh, 2000, back in 2000 uh, with uh, Dark Secrets Inside Bohemian Grove, uh, an amazing film. And then the follow-up, Order of Death, uh, that they came out with in 2002, I believe. Um, goes into all of this um, much better than I, I, I can. And, and I, it's very complicated. There's a lot going yeah. on. Um, but it is confirmed by victims, by eyewitnesses, that they have been busing in uh, underage male prostitutes. People have gone missing, murders, satanic rituals, 
orgies involving all of these people. And um, I think it's very similar to uh, what's going on, kind of what, what has been going on at like Epstein Island, uh, yeah. Little St. James Island, where why do they do this? Why do they do this with kids? Well, I mean, it's it's a whole power thing. Of course, there's the adrenochrome you know, controversy and things like that, where you scare children to death and then you you harvest the adrenochrome from the pineal gland in order to get all sorts of mystical powers, live forever, blah, blah, blah. But I think more than that, on a more practical level, it's a, uh, it's a blackmail scheme. Being like, look, you can run for Congress, you can get this big job at CNN and MSNBC if you do this shit with, with a kid on camera... And then we got you by the balls. And yeah. then if you ever don't take your orders, and we're going to give you all kinds of orders that you're not going to agree with, uh, and if you refuse to do any part of your job, it's going to be a Harvey Weinstein thing. It's going to be one of these things where the stuff will come out. You will lose your job. You're going to lose your family. You're going to go to jail. You're going to be ruined. Uh, so it's a very uh, successful uh, way of controlling assets and creating agents for whatever agenda you're trying to do, especially when it's a nefarious agenda that is not in the public interest. Um, that's how you get people to become corrupted and then continue to corrupt. Uh, and then eventually, once they're fully corrupted, corrupt others, and it goes on and on over the generations. Yeah, it seems like that uh, the, the whole adrenochrome thing, which was everyone was saying conspiracy theory, you know, sacrificing kids and drinking their blood is, is crazy or whatever, but it's really been uh, kind of become mainstream now. Like, they, they had that movie come out, Dr. Sleep. Did you watch that movie? Dr. It what? Was, it was called Dr. Sleep. It was supposed to be like a sequel to The Shining, but it wasn't. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen it yet. I really want to. I'm, uh, you should watch it. The Shining and Stanley Kubrick, man, like... There's a lot going on there. Uh, th there's a documentary on Netflix called um, Room uh, 237 or whatever the room was in The Shining. And it goes into all the weird stuff in The Shining. And it seems that like Stanley Kubrick in his films, I mean, he, he was involved with the CIA. He was involved with the fake moon landing and all that stuff. And now that's come out uh, a lot more. A lot of stuff has been declassified to that effect now because they wait until it, it doesn't matter anymore. They come out with a lot of that stuff. But yeah, what did they talk about in Dr. Sleep with Adrenochrome? So the whole concept behind that movie is um, there's this group of like witches and warlocks who kidnap children and then they torture them and scare the shit out of them and then kill them. And then uh, they have this thing they call like spirit or something that comes out of the kid's mouth and then they like, they all eat it and that's how they... Um, like sustain themselves that by it's like pictured as smoke in the film yeah but it's extremely graphic it's like a 10 year old kid they rip his guts out and like do all this horrific shit and uh and then they eat the spirit of him which is totally a a symbolic representation of the adrenochrome thing i had to sure. walk out of the theater when i was watching i was like i'm not watching this shit it's disgusting but um crazy movie to to yeah, yeah I have out. to watch it now. I mean, that, that's for sure. And um, it's interesting them making a sequel to The Shining, like without Stanley Kubrick. Uh, uh, I want to see who who directed and who was involved in, in this, and what are their ties? Because I'm sure it's I'm sure that it's going to 
be some kind of weird tie to something it uh -huh. typically is with these things. Um, but yeah, this concept, uh, they've been trying to normalize and mainstream it in a number of ways. Of course, Monsters, Inc., uh, the children's film from Disney. It's about monsters going into children's bedrooms and scaring them in order for that fear to generate electricity for their worlds. I mean, that's wow. the whole concept of the film. Yeah, crazy. And um, you don't really think about it, you know, because ah, Disney film and it's a cute film. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. they, they do a great job of making very nefarious things adorable and uh, marketing, capitalizing it. And um, this is all part of monarch programming the um, mk ultra uh trauma-based mind control programming uh that you know those documents were declassified in the 90s from the 1960s uh using lsd and horrifying people in order to see uh how they control can control them another uh, you know uh mainstream uh cases the winter soldier from marvel of course uh that is a uh, manchurian candidate mo a monarch programmed mk ultra mind control victim that they can even you know use a string of random words in order to activate a certain thing inside of him uh so and um uh, really a lot of the marvel stuff uh you know uh, stan lee he um I, I, I want to believe he was kind of like a low-key whistleblower, you know, because mm -hmm. I, I love Marvel Comics growing up. Uh, but um, who knows uh, what the real aim was. Was it just tr trying to get us um, used to these concepts? Because even within that storyline, Captain America and uh, Red Skull, uh, it's, they even mentioned Operation Paperclip in, um, I think, uh, Captain America, the, the second one. Uh I, actually, it might have been the Winter Soldier, the first one. Anyway, um, and how you know we brought over the Nazis, and that is what started the universities. It's what started the uh, American uh, Dental Association, which is why we have fluoride in our toothpaste and in our water. Yeah. Uh, that is a uh, you know neurotoxin uh, byproduct of manufacturing that was experimented on the Jews in the concentration camps on record. Uh, and uh, NASA, of course, everything involved with NASA. Uh, th this is all Nazi science, the, the rocket programs and all that stuff. So um, we didn't win World War II. We simply uh, made a big show with the Nuremberg trial and the Nuremberg Code, and now we're violating it again with uh, the COVID uh, you know, vaccines, emergency use authorizations not approved by the F FDA for experimental vaccines that uh, are gene altering uh, yeah. with no tests. Like we are guinea pigs. Uh, they have what's called luciferase in them. Have you heard about this luciferase? No, what's that? Sounds, sounds uh, awesome. Yeah, right? I mean, when you hear luciferase, what do you think of? Yeah, exactly. Lucifer. Lucifer. And what was Lucifer? What, what does that translate to? The bearer of light? Yes. Or something like that? Yeah. Yes, exactly. So luciferase is a bioluminescence that they have put into the COVID uh, jabs. I'm not going to call them vaccines because they're not. They are uh, gene-altering uh, gene therapies, uh, not a vaccine by definition. And this luciferase, uh, literally, when you put your skin under a UV light, it, 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 it reacts. It lights up in your bloodstream, and you become a light bearer. Wow. 
And really? what's great about this is that uh, Luciferase, you can look it up. We, I was talking to a Greg earlier. We're going to do a whole thing on it. 11 months ago, uh, it was patented as patent number 60606, uh, of course. And uh, the like the Bill Gates microchip, right? And then uh, and then the HR bill uh, for the uh, for the vaccines is HR six 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 six. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's so in your face, like these people, and you know, you can't tell me that these people aren't Luciferians, and then you know they make it so absurd sounding that when you say things like this, I mean, it sounds like tinfoil hat, and they yeah. everybody. All the way back to uh, the assassination of JFK, uh, the CIA, uh, you know, came out after the Warren Commission, and no one believed that JF, like you know, the grassy knoll and the magic bullet and all this bullshit. Uh, so that's why they coined the term conspiracy theorists. That's why they uh, coined the term tinfoil hat. And it's just a good throwaway. And we've been programmed uh, as a population here in the U.S. and now worldwide. That when you say anything like this, it will trigger that response of, ah, that's that's crazy. You're crazy. Yeah. You're a conspiracy theorist, tinfoil hat. I'm not going to listen to you. This is dangerous stuff. It's no good. Uh, but, you know, it's all part of Luciferianism, all part of Satanism, where to, to do this stuff, you have to be hidden in plain sight. You have to be full disclosure. And that's why you have, uh, you know, uh, this uh, this new rapper, you know, with a... Little something Lil, or other. Yeah, yeah. With uh, you know, I mean, he's literally Adam and Eve having sex with Satan to become Satan, the fallen angel, and you know, coming out with the Satan shoe and all of this yeah. stuff. And we're supposed to think that it's it's brave and and or interesting that he's, and provocative. That he's doing it himself, like like this crazy ass video that like he directed it and wrote it, and and like he's the one oh, who did, did it. He's, he's just a puppet. <laughs> <No>. Yes. <laughs> He yeah. didn't come up with all this stuff. He's not some some mastermind. Katy Perry didn't come up with all her weird occult stuff in her music videos mm -hmm. and Britney Spears and Madonna. No, they have handlers. They are told what to do. There are big names, big uh, influencers. You know, people probably part of Bohemian Grove and all of these other. You know, Order of the Golden Dawn, Knights of Malta. All of the. I mean, uh, this goes way back. Shirley Temple was a member of the Knights of Malta and so many big names uh, in Hollywood and stuff. In order to come up in Hollywood, the name itself uh, is, is a biblical term uh, referencing the book of Revelations and, you know, burning the holly branch and all these things, the end times. And uh, so, I mean, this all has occult symbolism and uh, it's, you know, it, it's not just like, some artist's idea to come up with these things. This is all part of an agenda to normalize this kind of culture. Uh, and this is really the decline of, of civilization where all of, uh, you have Lady Gaga, which is a spirit cooker, uh, someone who uh, worships Abram, uh, uh, Marina Abramovich, a, mm -hmm. an actual witch uh, who does the spirit cooking where they um, you know, use blood and, and rituals and uh, dead animals and, uh, and, and you know, smear it all over their bodies and shit on themselves and do all kinds of crazy things. She sung the national anthem at Joe Biden's inauguration dressed yeah, like someone did, from the huh? home. Marina huh? Abr uh, Marina Abramovich did? No, no, uh, Lady Gaga, oh, who Lady Gaga. is okay. uh, a student 
of Marina uh, Abramovich. We actually have uh, videos of her praising her and even videos of her, you know, out in fields, running around naked, covered in blood, doing these yeah, weird cool. art things. But really, they're rituals. Uh, of course, you know, yeah. Posing as art. Uh, the whole modern art movement, you know, I, I was actually in the fine arts program at FIU before I went into architecture and research all the stuff that they want us to research is like this is what art is these days uh it's all just you know satanic rituals posing as fine art and that's why there's so much money and influence and politicians they say like the art world is really a hollywood for ugly people and but really what it is is it's uh it's you know in your face uh satanic rituals uh marina abramovich also had all of the Hollywood actors, Will Ferrell, and the list goes on and on, um, Gwen Stefani, so many big names at these big dinners where they would have, uh, you know, cakes that look like dead bodies, and everyone's kind of, you know, all of the, uh, when you cut it open, like, blood made out of chocolate comes out, and everyone's, like, you know, taking pictures with uh, these dead bodies that they're eating and stuff, and this is all, you know, part of normalizing this culture of death and destruction yeah. and cannibalism and debauchery, um, anti-Christian values and things like mm -hmm. that. And it's, uh, it, you know, it, it's full, full force now. I mean, that they, they're pulling out all, they used to kind of be a little bit more, uh, tongue in cheek about this kind of stuff or a little bit more, um, hidden in plain sight, but now it's just in plain sight. You know they're going balls out, and uh, and it's amazing how we've all been so desensitized that you know where's the outcry, where where's yeah. uh, the protests, where where's anything, and if there are any protests by uh, any control. religious groups or something, they're going to call you racist, racist. Yeah. Uh, evangelical, hate women, blah blah blah, mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, it, so it's working like a charm. They're doing a really good job with this stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, they're they're crushing it. Let's talk about COVID and how yeah. this all, how this is just this shit show that is COVID because we haven't even talked about. Well, we haven't talked in a while, but no, fucking crazy what's happened to the world, man. In this yeah. past year, it's it's amazing. Uh, so let's start. Uh, let's just hear your perspective on on this whole thing. I mean, what's going on and uh, what are, what do we what do we expect in the future of this? Well, uh, we are currently under medical tyranny. Uh, this is medicalization, and uh, what that means is that they have uh, pulled out all the stops. The World Health Organization, funded by the Rockefeller Foundation, Bill Gates, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. These people are open eugenicists. Their parents were literal Nazis, and uh, Bill Gates has been kicked out of so many countries, including India, Haiti, the list goes on and on, uh, for all of his vaccines for polio, uh, hundreds of thousands dead, millions uh, maimed with permanent injuries and disabilities because of these quote-unquote vaccines and uh, gene therapies that they've been uh, testing on poor third world countries. This is part of a, this is nothing new. This is part of an old agenda. Uh, Henry Kissinger wrote uh, National Security Study Memorandum 200 back in 1974, also known as the Kissinger Report, saying we need to use war, famine, and poison in order to depopulate the third world. Of course, we have the Georgia Guidestones saying 
the very first commandment. We need to maintain uh, 500 million people in the world in order to, uh, you know, maintain harmony with nature. Well, we're at, uh, we looked it up, uh, we're currently at 7.8 billion people in the, in the world right now, estimated. Uh, so that means that 7 billion 300 million people must die in order for the Georgia Guidestones funded by the Rosicrucians, some say a Ted Turner and all of these globalists uh, in order to come true. And I really think that like this is their monument. They, they, they call it the American Stonehenge. And it's written in, uh, I think, eight different languages, uh, all of the, the commandments of this thing. And uh, it lines up with the stars, and you know it's a very mystic occult uh, monument. Uh, you also have, um, you know, the uh, event two hundred one uh, think tank with uh, you know, people from all over the world, uh, big leaders, UN uh, members, uh, roundtabling this whole event. And now it goes even further where John Hopkins University has this SPARS pandemic 25 to 28, which if you change 25 to 2020 and then you chain, you know, and then it's that four years, it seems like they were, tr they were supposed to do this in 2025. Uh, maybe if Hillary gotten in, into office, they were, they were going to kind of give her a good run for four years and then, or eight years, and then come 2025, get a Republican in, and then do it. But instead, yeah. Trump won, so they had to speed things up and yeah. and you know do it really quickly. Uh, and I think that's why, like 9/11, like all the other false flag operations, there are so many loose ends. Uh, and then they can just say like, "Oh, this was an exercise; it wasn't real." Same thing with the 7/7 bombings in London. Uh, there's always an exercise at the same time as the actual events. Uh, so now that has all come out and it reads like a textbook, everything from censoring social media, discrediting scientists and doctors, um, the whole mask thing, uh, discrediting and, and calling anyone not wearing a mask anti-vaxxers or anti-science. Mm -hmm. All of these are talking points that they've already thought about. You know, they, they thought of, we're going to do this. And this is how they're going to combat us. And then this is how we're going to combat them. And then this thing reads like a playbook. It's like 170-something pages uh, in great detail of uh, the play-by-play, -play, how the media needs to cover these things, uh, how the media... It even talks about using uh, famous rappers in order to get the black people to you know to take the yeah. to take the jab and now you have run dmc take the vaccine take the vaccine all that bullshit that song is so terrible it's <laughs> sucks man it, it's it, it's it's awful i mean it, yeah. it, it it's it's heartbreaking you know these are people that again they're iconic uh we all grew up with them we all love their stuff and it shows how and honestly i mean i'm not even convinced that that they're I think a lot of these people are genuine and they, they really think that they're doing the right thing. They, yeah. they have handlers that have in, influenced them and be like, you know, we're going to be saving lives. And, you know, so it's like, it's, you know, everyone likes to think, or we've been taught to think that if there's a conspiracy, everyone knows what's going on and 
is a part of it and it's all evil. And with that narrative, it makes it next to impossible to ever think that there could ever be a conspiracy. I've heard very educated people, when I talk about these kinds of things, tell me there's no way that's possible. Getting all those people to be in on it is, is simply impossible. And, and they're right. And that's not how it works. That's not, if you read declassified federal documents and things like Operation Northwoods, uh, signed by L.L. Limits, or one of the reasons why they killed JFK, uh, it, it talks about dressing up people in the military as Cubans, starting fires at Guantanamo Bay as a pretext to go to war with Cuba and do all of these things, the Bay of Pigs and all that stuff. It goes on and on. But the people that are dressing up as Cubans that are privates in the army, they don't know why they're doing that. They're just taking orders, just like the Nazis, just like everybody else, just like the Chinese death you know, soldiers and stuff. They have no idea, and it's above their pay grade. I mean, that's a term for a reason. It's compartmentalized, so really only the people at the top know what's going on. And even middle management, which is like a president of the United States, that's not the guy at the top. That is middle management. That is, uh, you know, Michael Scott at Dunder Mifflin, you know, <laughs> in the office. Yeah, yeah. Like, he is just simply someone who corporate tells what to do, mm -hmm. and he's their spokeshole. And if he ever gets in trouble, then they can just, you know, fire him, yeah, no, no. get someone from sales. You, you're the manager now of this branch, you know, the United States. And that's that's what they've been doing with presidents ever since JFK, where they, they'll tell them what to do. And if they're obedient, they'll get a second term. If they're not obedient, then uh, they discredit them or, uh, or kill them like JFK. And that's what they that's what happened with Trump. They thought that Trump was going to be someone who they could push around because he's like a, you know, millionaire playboy that has a kind of like, you know, uh, eyebrow-raising sexual escapades with models and, you know, Mar-a-Lago and all that back in the 80s and 90s. And uh, he's not a saint by yeah. any means. And uh, I like the guy. I like what he did. But is he perfect? Absolutely not. You know, he's the kind of guy you can imagine doing coke off of someone's ass in a Las Vegas hotel room, you know. and Yeah. <laughs> doesn't mean that he didn't do great things as a president for the American people. I like that he went to the United Nations and says, hey, we're nationalists. We're not globalists. You know, we need to have America first, you know, build the wall. And, of course, they discredited all that. And now uh, the Biden administration is now that they're under fire because of the border crisis. They're saying, ah, oh, Trump never finished that wall. We're going to finish it when they were calling the wall racist for four years. And mm -hmm. it's unbelievable. Like They're pulling out all the stops thinking that we're all stupid. And frankly, a lot of people are stupid because they aren't doing the research. They aren't looking further. They're just reading headlines, if that. Yeah. And uh, watching Bill Maher and Rachel Maddow and, you know, this you know, ingesting the mockingbird media mm -hmm. and all of their talking points. And I mean, it's really sad because I mean, I'm talking about, I know former politicians, I know people that uh, have doctorate degrees and they're in high places in society and they have no idea. And when I try to tell them, they get upset. They call me an extremist. They say, don't talk like that. You're going to get killed. And yeah, I'm not worried about that stuff. 
You really yeah. cannot worry about any of that stuff. Yeah, it's it's sad, man, and especially to see how uh, how bad things have gotten this past year in terms of the way people think about things and just their obedience to authority. I think people used to question shit at least a little bit, but now it's like you gotta you gotta do this, or you're just you could be labeled with all of these derogatory terms. You know, if you don't do this, you're racist, or you're an anti-vaxer, anti-masker, anti-science anti whatever the fuck they want to say this week you know and that absolutely that and I, I mean my best advice to everybody is own it you know people people say oh you're an anti vaccine yeah i am i i haven't taken any vaccines in my life uh, i am a 100% organic biological human being the way god made me whether you're religious or not i'm the real deal you know mm-hmm. i haven't modified anything my immune system's great I don't get sick. If I start to feel a little under the weather, I get some sleep, get some vitamin D, go out in the sun, exercise. I take all kinds of vitamins and minerals, eat good organic foods, all kinds of fruits and vegetables, uh, even things I don't like, I'll eat it. And, uh, you know, I get dirty. Uh, I work with my hands. I garden. I get sweaty. I get cuts. Um, I don't have health insurance. I haven't for like 12 years. I only had it before because it came with a job that I had, mm-hmm. and um, I don't trust the medical industry. There, are, you know, frankly, if they're not Nazis, they have been taught by Nazis at the universities, and or their professors. Maybe they weren't Nazis, but they read books, and now they're you know regurgitating what they learned. It's all Nazi science, and yeah. it's all uh, Western medicine's a joke. Chemotherapy is a joke for cancer uh, when all you have to do is take CBD, smoke some weed, eat some edibles, again, exercise, uh, eat good fruits and vegetables, get antioxidants, you know, eat some blueberries, eat some elderberries, uh, eat every kind of berry that's not poisonous, eat it. And, so, uh, so let me ask you something. Um, yes. What do you think up with the vaccine and, and the vaccine passport and how does this all play into where they want to take the world in, in terms of whether it's population control or just controlling where people can go and what you can do. I mean, how does this tie into everything? Because it's a huge factor. Yeah, it's a multi-prong control apparatus that they've been working on and trying to find an excuse for for a long time. Back uh, when Bill Clinton was president, it was the Real ID Act where you know you would have uh, domestic passports that you would have to show, keep on your person at all times with an RFID chip in it. And um, they were talking after that didn't get passed. Um, then having uh, RFID chips, that's radio frequency identification chips, uh, where you can actually track using GPS satellite locations and have information and things like that. Um, in your driver's license, uh, during the Bush uh, W era, that didn't get passed. And then under Obamacare, if you read the HIPAA documents, uh, they were saying that you know by accepting Obamacare, they can use your information for uh, counterintelligence and intelligence operations, which is a violation of of HIPAA itself. Uh, you know where you're you know under the Fourth Amendment of the of the Bill of Rights under the Constitution, you have a right to privacy for your your person and your papers so any sort of vaccine passport uh 
where you have to show proof of a vaccine or a COV ID, a COVID, um, you have to, you know, it, it's a violation of the Fourth Amendment. So it's a yeah. constitutional crisis. Fortunately, at this time, because of so much backlash from the left and the right, um, the Biden administration has said that there is going to be no vaccine passport. There is no, there's not going to be a, a mandatory vaccine. But they're, you know, they're trying, you know, because again, they use incrementalization. It's it's the old analogy of the frog in the pot, where you, if you put a frog in, in a in a boil in, in water and it's boiling, it's going to jump out immediately. So what you do is you put it in room temperature water, let it get comfortable. You turn it up a little bit, little bit, into the point where it's cooked. Yeah. Uh, is the old analogy. It's actually a misnomer. Um, there's been experiments where frogs don't really do that, but the concept does work with humanity. Where if you say uh, we're going to do this really terrible thing. All right, we're not going to do this really terrible thing, but we're going to do this pretty bad thing. And we're like, all right, as long as it's not that really terrible thing. Then four years goes by, and it's like, we're going to do this even worse thing, worse than you could ever imagine. And then people are like, no, don't do that. And they're like, all right, fine, but we're going to do the really terrible thing. And they're like, all right, fine, <laughs> as long as it's not the worst thing ever. Yeah. And we're at this point now where you have everyone walking around wearing masks. It's absurd. It, it's yeah. the craziest thing. It's not based on science. Uh, numerous thousands and thousands of doctors and scientists have spoke out against this. Even Dr. Fauci himself in the beginning was like, people shouldn't be walking around wearing masks. And mm -hmm. now he's like, oh, you got to wear one mask. You got to wear two masks, three masks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and all you're doing, and he even wrote papers on the Spanish flu where people didn't die from the Spanish flu. It, you know, just like regular numbers of like any other flu. Most people died from bacterial pneumonia from wearing the face coverings because you are breathing in your own carbon dioxide. You have, you know, cavities. You have food between your teeth. Not everyone has like perfect clean teeth. And even if you do, your mouth is constantly incubating all kinds of bacteria. And by by incubating it with a mask, whereas now you have a feedback chamber, you're just constantly breathing back your exhaust. When you mm -hmm. inhale, you're inhaling oxygen, carbon dioxide, and all kinds of things. And you filter them through your nostril hairs. We have a great system. Your immune system kills and filters out anything that is dangerous, any kind of uh, viruses and coronaviruses, all these things. And then you build an immunity with that information. You're constantly taking vaccines when you're out in public, when you're uh, getting your hands dirty. Um, but if you become obsessive compulsive uh, and you're just washing your hands with antibacterial soap every five minutes, you are not allowing your body to build immunity. Back when you know we were kids and our parents were kids, they would eat mud pies, a little mm -hmm. mud, dirt, and God knows what microbes and bugs out in nature. And they had robust immune systems because of it. Uh, going swimming in a lake with all sorts of bacteria and microbes and things like that you know, you might feel a little sick, whatever, but then that's why you eat berries and drink orange juice, get sun, get some vitamin D. And over your lifetime, you build a strong, robust immune system. And that's Immunology 101. Any immunologist, any microbiologist, 
uh, will tell you that. And, and when they do, they will now censor you on YouTube uh, for the past since COVID. Uh, just like uh, the Dr. Erickson interview we have at darkdocs.com and band.video uh, where they go into all of this. And these people have PhDs in immunology and microbiology. I don't. You don't. Uh, so I'm going to trust them, and I have looked at what they say makes sense, and I have found it personally to be true, uh, being that I haven't taken any of these vaccines, and I'm healthier than most people I, I come across. They're, oh, I'm autoimmune, I, I'm, I'm this, I'm that, and I'm like, why, because someone told you that? And then they push some pills on you, and mm -hmm. they're from some pharmaceutical corporation that they have the pens with the Pfizer logo in their office, yeah, you don't think yeah. that that's a conflict of interest that they're getting money and and merch and swag from these pharmaceutical companies that they're pushing this crap on you, and then a couple of years later, now you have cancer, now you have this autoimmune disorder, now you have this other thing, and then they have the solution for that. Yeah, you're on like six, seven, twenty, thirty pills until mm -hmm. you're dead. And then they're telling you like, oh, you need to get on Obamacare and then you don't have to pay millions of dollars a month for all the all these little crap pills that are killing you. Yeah, it's insane. You just yeah. need you need to, again, eat good foods, eat organic foods, get dirty, shower, brush your teeth, floss. <laughs> So what do you think the time frame of this is? I don't think it's ever supposed to end. There will always be no. a new variant. You're supposed to get yes. a new update to the vaccine, yes. all that bullshit. Now the they're mask, saying the even if you're vaccinated, you still have to wear a mask. You still have to social distance. And you're going to have to get a booster every year. And when they said that, no, it'd just be one jab. And then it was two jabs. And now it's every year. Soon it'll be every month. And now uh, what they just came out with uh, from the Pentagon and DARPA is that they have this uh, these little uh, vials yeah. uh, that that they have these little green uh, nanobots uh, the, these little things that go into your bloodstream and they say it's like a check engine light where you will have an app on your phone being like you know you have covid and we're isolating it and filtering it out and uh, this is part of a transhuman. These are transhumanists. Yeah. These are people that want uh, human beings to merge with computers. Elon Musk is is behind all of this. Don't think that just because he has Doge coins, he's on our side. He's not. Mm -hmm. uh, these people. He said it himself that uh, especially the mRNA technology, uh, it has the power, quote unquote, from Elon Musk in a TED talk. That you, with this mRNA technology, you can turn a human being into a butterfly if you want to. You can. It is gene altering. And what I'm uh, pushing, uh, my new campaign, is that if you take this stuff, you're a GMO. You are a genetically modified organism. And that is something that 10 years ago, people were like, oh, don't eat GMO products and Monsanto is bad. Where did all that go? No one's yeah. talking about that anymore. GMOs are good, and we, we just simply uh, made things better. We took all the seeds out so you can't grow them, or we made the seeds sterile and watermelons so you can't grow them. And then if, and if you, we do see you growing them, we're going to sue you because we have patents on all of these things. And um, you have uh, Dr. Fauci and Bill Gates that have patents on the coronavirus before it came out so that way they have exclusive rights for any treatments 
any testing, the um, the whole um, what is that called? The um, what's the COVID test that they're doing? The PCR test. The PCR tests. That's all patented technology now. And the inventor of the PCR test before he died, you know, kind of suddenly, yeah. you know, even said like that this is not what it's for. You can. Mm-hmm. Uh, bump up the PCR test uh, cycles, like the average cycles you're supposed to have for these PCR tests is around 25, 26 cycles. They're ramping up to 30, 40, 45 cycles. And when you do that, it's kind of like, you know, you do Photoshop when you have the magic wand tool. I always like using this analogy because it makes sense for graphic designers. You can change. Typically, it's set at 32. And if you have a nice high contrast image and you use the magic wand tool, it'll do a good job of you know, being like, here's the shape and then everything else. And then you can, you know, kind of crop things out easier without using the polygonal lasso to actually draw out shapes. Well, it's like using the magic wand tool set at, uh, you know, 255 and then clicking it. It's going to pick up everything and then yeah. be like, oh, you have COVID. You know, oh, yeah. that, you know, this orange over here is red. No, it's orange. It's something else entirely. It's similar enough, though. Um, and that's the same kind of concept of ramping up the the cycles in these PCR tests where you're going to get false positives and then be like, oh, you're positive. We have all these cases. And so I don't believe. And then, and then if they died of a motorcycle accident or a gunshot wound, but they tested positive a week before, that's a COVID death. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we've gotten this like, you know, half a, half a million people death toll and all of these things. Uh when really, I mean, I don't believe it at all. I think yeah. that uh, any, you know, coronavirus, COVID-19 uh, deaths that, that did occur, uh, if any at all, were probably very minute. And uh, we got these big numbers, again, from pseudoscience. The cops, dude. Yeah, one second. trillion dollar deficit president decrepitness messing up his mentesis convalescent residents conquered by eugenesis listen as a pessimist stress about wretchedness kids seven and perplexed what is genderous questioning the benefits of messing with the feminine i question what the premise is why is this in my premises dress them in a dress or be addressed as the nemesis send my sentiments to haters i relate i feel your pain i'd hate me too if i was you always losing while i gain complaining about your life while i'm high changing flights you got no one else to blame play the game pay the price shiesty gritty float nicest in the city check my phone see which hope just surprise me with the titties kind of itty bitty but i'll take what i can get thank her in the text next she's naked in my bed yeah then i hit it from the back roll the bun up from the sack puff it in the bubble bath used to struggle bad still struggle bad throw a couple jabs turn your double mask to a bloody wax looking back wouldn't even change a thing still believe there's a reason why demons came to be we're never really free slavery take different shapes you could either hit the brakes or live with your mistakes face it life's difficult people are despicable this miserable trade the mystical for the physical and look 
look at where a goddess, opposite modest, the peasantry makes celebrities, the god and the prophet, lost thought trap, selling ass for some cash, I ain't mad, it's just sad, I feel bad for her cats, listening to a yak, how she lack a nice man, while she's pimping out a clam, to sniff a half a gram, cancel culture winning, while tradition gets the boot, so caught up in emotion, no one listens to the truth, the youth stay inside while planes spray the sky. And those elected to protect us really try to make us die. But who am I to judge? Just a rapper from Nevada. Glad to make your mind splatter with the rhymes that I blabber. And I have to say, the world's going down the tubes. That's my crush on a date. She told me by her news. Oh. But then I hit it from the back. Rolled the blunt up from the sack. Puff it in the bubble bath. Used to struggle bad. Still struggle bad. Throw a couple jabs. Turn your double mask to a bloody wag. What up with that? I spit and make a kitty wet. I'm pretty set. Been flipping crypto with my stimmy check. Semi kept beside me. Case a hater wanna hate. Rain sprayed on the drapes. Decorated to my taste. Pick apart pages. Piss upon petty poems. Professional profanity. Professor printing prose. Fetty grown a lot. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying. Now girlies who were swervy. Trying to switch into my lane. I came, saw, and conquered. Now you're sharing in my win. I'm censoring myself. You're barely hearing just a glimpse. Scary to begin. Scarier to never try. Writers never die. I'll forever rise in my size. Elite rap. Using seven heads for my speed bag. Weed sack. Filled with lemon venom. Yes, I need that. You attract what you put out. That's why you're hearing this. The name's Hamish. Nice to meet you. I'm a lyricist. Yeah. Holy shit, I think we got it. Oh, sorry. Fucking hard, I was so scared I was gonna fuck up. How we sound, Jerry?